Now, I promised you a series on practical health. And I've been meaning for a long time to give you a book review on Kiss Your Dentist Goodbye by L.A. Phillips, DDS. Let me say here, just real quick, that I do have now a whole process, a good protocol to go through to be sure that you can address your children's problem. 12 episodes with lots of bonuses at greatshalom.org. Just look for the menu that says shop. Also have a book called Learn at Home for Great Shalom. It's soup to nuts to figure out what your specific child needs and what method to deliver what content it's mostly about your child's needs and the methods, and you should go through all of that before you choose a curriculum. Don't just go replicate public or Christian school. Do not do that. Do not just go and get the curriculum that worked for somebody else. Find out what your child needs <laughs> and what delivery method works for them, and then you can go shopping. Learn at Home for Great Shalom. You can go to the website and click through, or you can go directly to, hmm, I think it's at lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. And you can get it either in electronic or paperback format. They'll print it and send it to you. Kiss Your Dentist Goodbye by Ellie Phillips, DDS. So Ellie Phillips is a dentist from the UK. And I bought this book at People's Rx in Austin, which is sort of the health food pharmacist. Picked that up one day and read it. And I found it to be very interesting. Greenleaf Publishing, copyright 2010. Okay, so Ellie Phelps was a dentist in the UK and she was fired from her clinic. You know, things are organized a little different in the UK. So she was an employee, not the owner. And she was talking to her clients too much and they weren't coming back often enough. <laughs> you see what was going on? So she was doing better dentistry. <laughs> and uh, was fired for it. So she wrote this book, How to Kiss Your Dentist Goodbye. And the subtitle is A Do-It-Yourself Mouth Care System for Healthy Clean Gums and Teeth. So it is my opinion that dentistry, like most of our allopathic medicine disciplines, has neglected health for their own profit. And you notice that we get a lot of fillings when maybe we should be doing prevention. We have root canals, 
which I wonder if that's wise ever. We have mercury fillings. I think that's been corrected. Mercury fillings. Now, who thought that was a good idea? And we consider gingivitis and gum recession typical and normal for old age. Huh. And so I will recommend reading this book. I do want to, to alert you that mouth health is like the canary in the gold in the coal mine. <laughs> it could be a gold mine that it advertises the health of the rest of the body. And in some cases, it can poison a person. In the third world, even in what are middle class families for, for lower income countries, children will have infected mouths and die from it. Because there are no dentists and there is no or not sufficient antibiotics. And parents don't know and the kids die. So let's not have that. So let's do point out some of the dangers. I'm going to read a quote on page 81. Bacterial endocarditis is a real concern for anyone with damaged or artificial heart valves. Consequently, for decades, dentists have administered antibiotics immediately before and after cleaning. But other means can be had, according to my doctor, uh, who recommends a certain amount of supplements. Let's see, I think there's papain and bromelain. Anyway, you may consult your wellness professional on that. You will find that dentists will always think that it is a good idea to clean teeth and Ellie Phillips says that there are some cases in some manner in which this is counterproductive. Uh, how many of you sterilize your toothbrushes? Recommend that you disinfect toothbrushes just as much as eating implements. A little hydrogen peroxide does a trick and I can't imagine not doing it in a humid environment. How many of you thought that your acidity or acidity or alkalinity might change your health? Well, it certainly also changes the calcium deposits in your teeth. How many of you, once you started certain kinds of toothpaste, particularly the ones that claim to make your teeth whiter, found that your teeth started hurting? A bunch of us did. Let's see, that was in the 80s. And then we had to get a different kind of toothpaste, right? It made the teeth more porous. You'll find that dentists think that you can never grow back enamel. And you can. Don't let it go too long. Calcium and some natto to do it. And I think they'll tell you that you can't grow your gums back either. So there is a lot of information I recommend reading. But when it gets down, 
Oh, cheese raises the alkalinity of the mouth and increases the amount of calcium around teeth, which helps rebuild damaged enamel. By contrast, a lot of acids in the mouth can actually eat away at enamel. I remember coming into my orthodontist who was very surprised that the brass in my mouth that he had put in my mouth was smaller. He said, what are you eating and drinking? Well, I drink tea. Uh, tea, not ice. Yeah, iced tea every day. Oh, and orange juice in the morning. Oh, <laughs> this brass is being corroded by all that acid. Good thing you have strong tooth enamel. Uh-huh. Okay. Much of the fluoride gels and foams. I'm going to just read here. Fluoride gels and foams that dentists use in their office usually have concentrations of fluoride between 9,000 and 12,300 parts per million. And most of them are so strongly acid that the products could easily etch a surface of a porcelain sink. In May 2006, the ADA's Council of Scientific Affairs published a report about the effectiveness of fluoride treatments using an evidence-based method. The results were surprising to many dentists because they showed that, especially for decay-free children, fluoride gels and foams are not considered clinically relevant because there is no measurable benefit from applying them to healthy teeth. Only when the fluoride gels were used for a minimum of four minutes did they appear to help children with active disease, new cavities, or serious tooth decay, or to help harden newly erupted molar teeth. And of course, you know that there was an ongoing controversy about fluoride in the water. And so here's what Philip says, if any tooth has poorly formed enamel or a soft spot, fluoride varnish can help prevent, can offer preventative help. In a perfect world where acidic liquids never touch the teeth and we never age or have acidic dry mouths, fluoride would be unnecessary. Okay, so in the end, what she recommends is that we keep our mouth clean. First off, she recommends xylitol, which is a sweetener from beech tree rather than sugar. And of course, probably every dentist says don't have sticky sweet things in your mouth all the time. But xylitol is a sweetener that's not very well known in the States, but in Europe, especially Eastern Europe, where there are a lot of beech trees, they, they even give xylitols to xylitol to teething babies. So it is good for teeth and you can get gum that is sweetened with xylitol. Okay, and so xylitol has even been shown in some studies to improve decay and certainly won't harm the teeth. Also, after eating xylitol regularly for two years, most people notice that plaque no longer accumulates in any quantity around the teeth. Hmm, wow. Strong, healthy teeth need to be bathed regularly in mineral-rich saliva in order to naturally repair tooth defects and weaknesses. Xylitol stimulates mineral-rich saliva 
to flow into the mouth. Of course, it's very helpful to have good minerals in your diet. So we should eat low on the glycemic index. Yes, so not so much sugar, but xylitol. And then she recommends a system of cleaning the teeth that includes pre-rinse, tooth brushing, another rinse, antiseptic rinse, protective rinse, etc. And all of the rinses that she recommends are your basic commercial well-known brands. And when I looked at those chemicals, I had a question about that. <laughs> so you can follow her recommendations directly. And I will tell you what I did. So I had an injury. I had a dentist to pull off some of my gum. And then, of course, I got older. And so I had all kinds of recommendations. Eventually, I did have uh, a little bit of surgery, a little bit of gum placed on that portion. But I also, having read this book, put myself on a regimen. I used thieves' oil, hydrogen peroxide, Vitamir, which had myrrh in it, and Vitamir toothpaste. I've tried a variety of toothpaste and a variety of, of mouthwash, but these three seem to work the best. Oh, and I forgot to tell you that I also used colloidal silver as a mouthwash. Usually I would do that last or maybe before going to bed because one of my brainiac friends said it had a property of encouraging growth. Of course, the hydrogen peroxide disinfects, the others uh, encourage, I don't know, health for some way or another. <laughs> okay. And of course, colloidal silver discourages germs. And he said so, so I believed him, and therefore I learned how to make it like he does. And I also used magnets that were meant for the purpose to encourage blood flow to a particular area. These were those were manufactured in Korea or Japan. And then later, when I had to give those back to uh, somebody, I, because I had loaned them, yes, and always disinfected, then I just used regular magnets, which had to be very careful not to snap onto my lips. But anyway, and so after about a year of this, I went back to the surgeon who, of course, had measured, you know, all of these dentists they always have to give these, give you this measurement procedure, which clearly is injuring you and hurts. And when you say don't do that, if they're honest, they'll say, regardless of whether it's useful or not, we have to do it. It's part of the AMA. Okay, so it's our regulations, which is just maddening that they have to do something that's hurtful and harmful and most of the time has no usefulness. But anyway, welcome to the USA. And so after a year of these procedures, which I had discovered also from an article in the Applied Journal of Nutrition, 
They all had their eyes open, their mouths open, and they said, how did you do that? Because they knew that they had measured, and they knew that the gums were much grown, much less recessed, whatever. They knew that their measurements were right, and they knew the measurements were significantly different. How did you do that? And really, I thought they were probably too stupid to listen to the whole, the whole explanation. <laughs> but anyway because I had had dentists who didn't know what peer-reviewed journals were. Anyway, so I'm not going to tell you what to do, but leave it to your own research. Also, I want to let you know that in hospitals, particularly in state-run institutions, the typical thing to do is to wipe the teeth with lemon juice. And lemon juice, in fact, does kill bacteria. If you're wiping your hands with lemon juice, that's a great idea. In fact, I have Vietnamese friends who, when they can't wash their hands, say, at a restaurant, they just put lemon juice on them and wipe them on the napkin, and they've, they've cleansed their hands. Okay, fine. But we just heard about acid on teeth. Page 182 from L.A. Phillips. Our local Veterans Administration hospital reports show that men admitted with good teeth have lost them all by the end of the first year in the hospital. Right? So don't let this happen to your friends and family who are in the hospital. Get toothbrushes and get their teeth brushed. And incidentally, rather than cracking your hands with so much hand sanitizer in the hospital. Wash your hands. There's provision in the hospital for washing your hands and get nail brushes. And if you can't get nail brushes brought in, then order up some toothbrushes. That's what we had to do when my grandsons were in the hospital. We were all at risk from having cracked and bleeding hands because of the amount of hand sanitizers and washing of hands they wanted us to do. But Gosh, these were little boys, and they had been admitted to the hospital from a car accident. I wanted their hands clean, so we had to get some nail brushes. Page 184. There is now considerable evidence that a relationship exists among poor oral health, the bacteria in the mouth, and bacterial pneumonia. Together, pneumonia and influenza constitute the sixth most common cause of death in the United States, and in most developed countries, 2010. All right, so have a clean mouth. Surprise, surprise, geez, Louise. So while you are masking up and collecting bacteria around your mouth and not straining out viruses and standing six feet away from people, you're not wiping the doorknob. You're going into to businesses that are just filthy, never, never manage to clean the glass door. I remember signs. Well, I won't say which state, because it, it's true in my state too. Signs on public parks about, oh, use this park at your own risk because of COVID, and then we are not cleaning the bathrooms because of COVID. Like, really? Really? It is helpful to clean. 
Everything doesn't have to be sterile at every moment. But grubbiness, where everybody puts their hands, should be cleaned. And your mouth should be clean too. <laughs> okay, so there are good information. There's good information here about babies, about small children, teens, and certainly for the grandparent generation. Okay, so kiss your dentist goodbye, according to Dr. Dentist Ellie Phillips and my ideas about substituting some more what I'll call health food type mouthwashes. Okay, hope that's helpful. You know, the best way to overcome learning disabilities is to not have them. And being healthy will help. I'm reminded of, back in the 90s, I watched a program called Tony Brown's, I think Tony Brown's Report. And I remember one episode very clearly where he said that a study was done in children second grade who scrubbed their, who washed their hands and scrubbed their fingernails and they missed less school and therefore had better grades. So whether or not it was the fact that they left school or whether or not their body was able to spend its energy learning instead of healing, the children who washed their hands had better grades. So a word to the wise. Let's be clean. And goodness me, it's encoded in the writings of Moses to wash your hands. Okay, so keep your mouth clean too. Teach your children. Be well, be safe, be smart. Because God wants total well-being for all children. Thank you for joining us for the Great Shalom Broadcast with your host, Sharon Sarles. Sharon is an author, educator, minister, parent, and grandparent committed to sharing the understanding of God's love and desire that all children experience optimal well-being in this generation and the generations to come. I know you want to get my Dangerous Times Secrets to Victory for Parents and Educators. You need it. It will revolutionize the way you deal with your children or teach your class. I guarantee it. Vital Teaching, four CDs in a set, $50. Write me at P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park, Texas 78630. Sharon would love to pray with you for your children. In fact, it would be an honor for her and her prayer team to bring you and your loved ones to the throne of grace. Just email your urgent prayer request to info at greatshalom.org or write to The Great Shalom Broadcast, P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park, Texas, 78630. God says where two or more to gather together, I am there. God hears and answers prayer. I want to get into your hands my book, Learn at Home for Great Shalom. 
Yes, it was written for homeschooling parents, but really it is written for all parents because all parents are responsible for their children's education. And that doesn't mean just reading, writing, and arithmetic, which is what our public schools were originally intended to teach, but we are responsible for teaching our whole child. And this book will help you address all of the needs of your children, It will help you make decisions about special needs. It will help you make decisions about which curriculum. It's an overall soup to nuts book. Learn at home for great shalom. Come to the website www.greatshalom.org. Greatshalom.org. Get this book. Let me say here just real quick that I do have now a whole process, a good protocol to go through to be sure that you can address your children's problem. 12 episodes with lots of bonuses at greatshalom.org. Just look for the menu that says shop. Also have a book called Learn at Home for Great Shalom. It's soup to nuts to figure out what your specific child needs and what method to deliver, what content. It's mostly about your child's needs and the methods, and you should go through all of that before you choose a curriculum. Don't just go replicate public or Christian school. Do not do that. Do not just go and get the curriculum that worked for somebody else. Find out what your child needs (laughs) and what delivery method works for them, and then you can go shopping Learn at Home for Great Shalom. You can go to the website and click through, or you can go directly to, hmm, I think it's at lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. And you can get it either in electronic or paperback format. They'll print it and send it to you. Thank you for joining us for the Great Shalom Broadcast with your host, Sharon Sarles. Sharon is an author, educator, minister, parent, and grandparent committed to sharing the understanding of God's love and desire that all children experience optimal well-being in this generation and the generations to come. That's P.O. Box 971, Cedar Park, Texas, 78630 and this podcast is found wherever you find podcasts if you're not finding it let me know okay please like share and subscribe so other people can find it you all know this really helps in the algorithms and I have it on good authority now that I've been shadow banned simply because I'm a Christian so please like share and subscribe and hey It'd be really nice if you would come to the website, overcominglearningproblems.org or greatshalom.org, same site, and comment or send me an email of encouragement at info at greatshalom.org, info, I-N-F-O, at great, like big G-R-E-A-T, shalom, S-H-A-L-O-M, dot org. And that just means God wants total well-being for all children anyway, okay? And it'd be great if you would tuck in a gift. I have been doing this out of the goodness of my heart. 
we're no longer 501c3 because that was costing more than I was getting in donations but would love to serve you would love to keep serving you would like to hear from you all that it's worthwhile to you so come to the website there are products as you hear and please like share subscribe and let others know there's nothing like word of mouth testimony everybody whose kid has a learning disability thinks they're the only one and they're not so share share with your friends everybody has an individual situation but everybody's got a situation okay love you may you and yours be blessed now and forever amen <laughs>